0: Welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm talking with Michelle and Susan, and mom and her daughter, and two of the most delightful people. They will both be sharing their unique experiences of being stay-at-home moms. Michelle and her husband, Tom, raised three children. Tom's rigorous and demanding work schedule led Michelle to stay home once she became a mom. Just recently, after Susan had her second child, she left her outside of the home job to become a stay-at-home mom. So yes, right around coronavirus time. So what an exciting time to make that transition, right? But we'll talk about all the great things about being home with your kids, and we'll also talk about the challenging things. So regardless of what journey God has you on as a parent, I hope you find some encouragement and truth here. Also, there will be times in here that I call Michelle Shell, and here's why. My son Warren spent time with Michelle once a week since he was a newborn. He first started calling her Shell when Michelle was just a little too hard to say, and that name just stuck. Michelle, talk to me
1: first about what your journey to become a stay-at-home mom was. Tom and I were living in Austin, and we had talked about children before we got married, and then we got married, and we thought that it would be a five-year plan before we had children. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, I got pregnant. Yeah. and <laughs> I love and, how our plans work uh, out. Yes. You know. uh-huh. <laughs> and um, we were living in Austin. It was only a nine-month thing. so. I decided that I wouldn't work. i just substitute taught because I knew we were coming back, coming back to Dallas because uh-huh. that's where his job was. And he and was in finishing up law school? No, or he was clerking up? for a judge. Okay. A fifth okay. judge there. And so we knew he were coming back and he was going to go to work for Haynes and & Boone. And so when Susan was born in March, I thought, well, nobody's going to hire me for three months, but the rest of the time that we're here. So I just stayed at home with Susan and then we came back to Dallas. He went to work immediately at the law firm and got super busy. And I thought, well, I'll look for a job later. And <laughs> yeah, later. Later. <laughs> later. and then We're still in later, We're still I guess. in later. We're still in later. I just couldn't imagine him working the hours that he did and then yeah. me having a job and having to drop her off and then who's going to pick her up if I get delayed. So it was just, we're still in later. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just couldn't imagine dropping her off and who's going to pick her up. Because my mom was working at the right. time. His mom was in McKinney. So it was going to be like. Either right. And Tom didn't have a job that had any sort of no. flexibility. No. Not, not at the very beginning. No. People would drop things off at him at 10 o'clock and say, okay, we need this by the next morning. So there was lots of all-nighters for him uh-huh. in the very beginning, and I, I couldn't do that. So. Right. Anyway. So originally, you know, y'all's plan was to wait and have kids. Mm-hmm. That wasn't
0: mm-hmm. God's plan. No, not God's so plan. So <laughs> it's hard. You don't – and I know – okay, it's hard to say there was a, if there was a sense of disappointment, because of course, you're not disappointed about how, getting pregnant. right? But was there, was that a painful or like a difficult thing to go, okay, I'm staying home?
1: And so, um, A little bit at the beginning, because I yeah. really wanted to, you know, work and make my footprint and, you know, yes. all of that. But, but after you have a child, you never look back. I right. mean, you know, you, you hold the baby and you think, there's no way I'm going, you know, no way I'm dropping this yeah. child off. Someplace I don't know. Yes. And so, it, but just because at that time, it was either a daycare... And daycares are fine, right? I just didn't want to drop her off and not know who was going to pick her you up. You didn't feel right. right
0: about it at the time, exactly.
1: Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the Lord had prepared my heart for that because yeah. once I had her, I thought, mm, "I I can't do this." So I was okay not going back to work, right? So okay, Susan, tell us about
0: <laughs> yours. You're like this is like fresh for you. Yeah.
2: Well, mine, mine was a little bit less of like. God thrusting it in my lap and more of like a long premeditated decision mm-hmm. that I had to think about for a long time. And mom, unfortunately, you had to hear about it for a long time because I'm <laughs> a verbal a, like processor. what should I do? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, And so because I had Amelia, my oldest, mm-hmm. and she um, was about, she was like 18 months old and I was pregnant with Beau, who mm-hmm. was just born seven, almost eight months ago now, which yeah. is so weird. I was working three days a week with Amelia. Mm-hmm. And so then, when we found out we were pregnant with Bo, it was trying to figure out like, okay, childcare is really expensive. yeah, and oh, yeah, and we were blessed to be in a situation where my mom and Miles's mom and Miles's stepmom all stepped up to take Amelia on the days that I was working, so we didn't have to pay for childcare, right. And then my husband actually had more flexibility in his job as opposed to, like, my dad. Right. Um, and so he actually has every other Friday off. So he had Amelia on every other Friday. So it was a really great situation. You have a lot of help and a, a lot, lot of flexibility. flexibility. Yes. yes. And I'm yes. so thankful for that. But I knew when I was pregnant with Bo, I was like, I wouldn't feel right asking family members to take a two-year-old and an infant yeah. for me to go back to work. Yeah. and And I loved my job. And so it was just, like, a really hard – like, I was not happy – that God was asking me to step back from my it. job yes. right yes. when I found out that I was pregnant with Bo. Yeah. But I didn't really have a real clear sense of like that really was what he was asking me. Yeah. And so I was like trying to like work through all of those feelings. Um, And then like over the course of the summer being pregnant and then Bo being born in December, I just had a lot of feelings and circumstances and things that it was it was God's hand, like, directing me to, like, mm. this is the path that you have to take. Yes. And, like, it might be hard, and it might not be really what you exactly want right now, but this is this is exactly where I'm putting you right. on purpose. Right. And it was really funny. We were I was doing BSF mm-hmm. at <laughs> church, yes. yeah. and um, I got to go to a bunch of the beginning ones, which were in Acts, because I had that flexibility in my job at that point. Yeah. Because of just the way that certain things fell. And I think that was on purpose God doing that because mm-hmm. um it was all about like the value and the beauty that God has created for the waiting period. Because like the whole huh. beginning of Acts was talking about like Jesus left and uh. then it's just everything that the disciples did while they were waiting. Yes. For the Holy Spirit to come. So it didn't like just like- knowing He's Jesus promised right. this, but you're waiting on it. Right, yeah, but I'm yeah, waiting yeah. on it. And, and like the validity in that and like how God has purpose in that. And so for me, that was really, really good. And that was God teaching me to like, I'm waiting on his answer. Oh. And then when I got his answer, I felt peace about it. Even if it wasn't, even if I honestly was like balking at it six months before that, like, the waiting period prepared my heart for the answer, and then I felt peace about it. You've articulated that really well. And
0: I think that can apply to a lot of our decisions, that mm-hmm. that God stirs something in us, and you're logically going, but, but I have flexibility, and I have all this help, and I did it. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. And trying to get that answer, mm-hmm. and there's waiting in it. Mm-hmm. And we can trust He's going to guide and direct us and make it clear, but...
2: But the waiting is super uncomfortable. Oh, but like, and it's, yes. and it was him just like saying, it's okay to like feel uncomfortable, but you just have to sit and feel yes. uncomfortable for a little bit.
0: Did quarantine and coronavirus, like, was that part of the guiding you towards staying home? Like, was that confirmation or not at all?
2: No, because that, all that happened before. So like, I decided that I was not going to go back to work before Bo was even born. Okay. Um, but it ended up being like really good confirmation, like that was the right decision
1: because <laughs> yeah. it did like coronavirus <laughs> yeah. didn't
2: force me into quitting. I had already yeah. made that decision, and so like even that was just a blessing in one way or another. Well, just like, to say like this, like obviously this is where I led you, and and this is the payoff because now you're not like struggling with this decision yes. in the midst of all this turmoil, and, and you trusted
0: me, and I knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. So well, that's good. So let's go back. Shall think back to your kids are little, and Tom has a very demanding job. Talk to me about the challenges of being a
1: stay-at-home mom. <laughs> the, um, financially, was a huge one, mm-hmm. you know, because he was just out of law school, low, mm-hmm. low, low man on the totem pole. Yeah. And so financially, it was very hard. And so... We didn't do a lot of things. We didn't eat out a lot. We didn't take vacation. Right. So financially, it was a big one. Yeah. Um, but you know, you learn to make it work, and you learn to make make things to do at home and mm-hmm. fun things to do at home. Yeah. And then the other thing is, it's a hard nine to five job. You know, and it's not just nine to five. No. You know, I would be get, I'd be getting up and going to work and coming home at five, but then it's all day because sometimes Tom yep. would work all night, mm-hmm. and so I had him from. You know, seven a.m. till the next seven a.m. Yes. and so it's a very demanding job. And you're their entertainer, you're their food provider, you're their everything, emotional support, Port, yes. everything. And so those were some those were some of the harder days. Was we didn't have any money, and I I was there all day long by myself, right? A lot a lot of weeks on end, right? So
0: as they got older would you say challenges changed or
1: um yes just because as they get older there's not not more discipline they were i mean they were great kids yes. but you you have to think about what's going to happen next and how am i going to tackle this problem if Tom is at work if he's at home then we'll we'll tackle it together however if he's at work then I've got to think about how I'm gonna you know do this, this and you know get someplace somebody here and somebody yes. here at the same time you're like the mm-hmm. driver the, yeah <laughs> so as they get older I remember my mom saying that yeah like, and huh. you have to have people you spend there spend so much time in the car in the car and, yeah. yeah and so you have a lot of talks because I can remember at one point I thought okay good I'm gonna have only Susan or only David in the car and we'll just have good conversation in the car yes because that's where you spent a lot of your time right. getting people to different places. Um, but that, that was a huge, a huge deal as well, as well was to get people where they needed to be when you don't have the other person there, uh-huh. you know? Oh so. yeah. Or a discipline problem. Uh, not a, not a discipline, but you, you know, you,
0: cause no, are you, would you say you're the main disciplinarian? Were you?
1: N- Mm, Probably not. Susan's laughing. <laughs> what would you say? Was, no, uh-uh,
2: I would your not. dad was yeah. the main discipline. Well, it was not like—I mean, to mom, kind of saying like discipline. It wasn't really discipline. It was just more like we yeah. need to have a conversation. We need to about have a this. conversation. Yes. And my dad's a lawyer, and so like words are his life. <laughs> like, and so you know, he maybe passed a little of that down to us. And so like, it was—it was more just like we. We relied on mom for day in and day out. And, like, I'm trying to remember, like, when we were little, I felt like I heard a lot, like, well, your dad's going to have to talk to you about this when he gets home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so yes. it was, like, not that I didn't think that she had – a disciplinary hand but it was like dad was the ultimate yes Mm -hmm. you still have to listen to mom yes oh for sure
1: but but what if you're with somebody all day long every day I know you you know they they sometimes goes in and one out the other and and maybe you're not as strict as you should be and all of that did you feel like because I
0: hear that did you feel like they listened to Tom better like when he would come in and have it or no
1: no I mean they listened to me yeah I mean they did but I would have to put my mom voice on you know yeah. it would be like okay I've said no three times and I mean it now yes. no this is it mm-hmm. oh yeah, so, yeah but then if Tom came in and said no it was just the end of the discussion You know. We, <laughs> okay, not, that's we're it. Yeah. Not, we're not talking anymore <laughs> <about this. laughs> nope. no. so no they did and we really had never had huge no. I mean I want you oh, to think yeah. but there's just little things well, like as, you know as, yeah You know, just, people it's, needing it's, a little bit of yeah, guidance and direction you know, right. and, you know uh-huh. yep. it's just life
0: Yeah. so okay so. what's been challenging for you what makes the days hard for you Susan?
2: Um right now well so like my journey to being a stay-at-home mom was like everything 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 and then all of a sudden like when I actually was a stay-at-home mom coronavirus happened I know. and so it was just like like all of Compounded. the things that I had <sighs> thought like this is what's going to make this great and this is what I'm going to do and like all the things that my mom mentioned of like you have to have one outing a day and it's like can't take them anywhere. Yes. So it's like... We're stuck at home. We're stuck at yeah. home. I can't go to BSF. Like, mm-hmm. I can't take them to the park. I can't The things take you it. were kind of looking forward right. to. Yeah. They're, they were gone. And so um, that's been a little bit difficult, just trying to, like, reconceptualize this version of what my job is, because my yes. job was like working and then now it's working in the home and so it's like reconceptualizing that part of myself plus like trying to figure out all of this in a world that doesn't really look the way that it's supposed to but also trying to like find joy and meaning in the place where we are right now you know so that so i think that's been the hardest is just like um Having all of these things built up that I was excited about for being a stay at home mom, and some of, and a lot of those aren't happening right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I got to do them like three times in February or March before everything got shut down, and then and like go to the mall and have a smoothie with Amelia yes. for lunch and Bo yes. slept in the stroller. Like that happened one time. Yes. And that was something I thought like, oh, we'll go every week That'll and we'll be go so to story fun. time. And yes. like Bo's never been to story time, which was something I loved with Amelia and yes. didn't get to do very often because I was working. And so just like the things that I was like, oh, I'm trading this off for these meaningful experiences. Some of them are not happening, but like how do I have meaningful experiences in the world that we live in right, right now. So I think that's probably.
0: Do you feel like you've had any breakthrough on that of like, oh, wait a minute.
2: This this is
0: now. I figured out how to make this meaningful.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like, I mean, you know, with little kids, you like get a routine and then two days later, the routine is gone. Oh, and I there's know. like a ru- new routine every five days and And so new with (laughs) babies they're like nap schedule and everything. right right right. constantly Constantly. the time you get it figured out it's Mm -hmm. changing um but we i mean on some level yeah i've just realized like the more that i'm present in the small moments and like finding those little bitty moments during the day that are like so good yes. they carry me to the next day so right. like even just something as simple as like this morning before it was 100 degrees outside we <laughs> went for a walk yeah and a couple of days ago we were looking for acorns and then today on the walk amelia was like oh look an acorn i found one and so <laughs> it was just like just those yeah. moments of like seeing her get bigger and mature that I would have missed had we been going, going, going right. or whatever. So right. that's, that's been you good. You feel
0: a little bit more present.
2: Uh-huh, yeah. So that's been good.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great.
2: Okay, I assume,
0: you know, you've started you've started the stay-at-home mom journey and in the middle of a, you know, very unique time. <laughs> yeah. So I assume you've had some phone calls to your mom that have been, you know, maybe just a little upsetting Uh I don't know tearful Uh or something what what do you say how do you because here's what I think if there is a mom out there someone listening who doesn't have a mom to call Uh and they are to their wits end and having a really hard day Uh what do
1: you say to Susan First of all, say, let's take a deep breath. (laughs) Take a really deep breath and let's breathe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm not prone to being overdramatic sometimes.
1: Mm -mm. And um, then how can I help you? What can I do to help you? Yeah. You know, can I come over? Yeah. Do you want me to take one, you know, a child for you? Because I can remember my mom was an excellent mom but she was working yeah. and so I just wanted my next-door neighbor to take one of mine for 30 minutes right just 30 minutes right. just give me and so can I come take one and help you that way mm-hmm. and then I promise you and you know after we've gotten through her talking to it and we're we're, we're talking about it yeah. and these are the ways that we're going to overcome this, or we're just going to, you know, sit and think about this. Yeah, I promise you, this is going to pass. Yeah. Every moment, yeah, is is temporary, yeah. you know, and it it after a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, but. You will get through this, mm-hmm. and then the next week will be better, or yes. the next month will be better. Yeah, so that's I mean, so good. I think that's what I – So anyway, even for some of the moms that are listening to this that don't have children but they have a next-door neighbor. That's just, what I'm think- – yeah. Just mm-hmm. walk over and they say, like, may I take your child for 30 yes. minutes and play with them, yeah. just to give them a break because mm-hmm. it's, it's a long day. Yeah. It's a very long day. Yeah. So – And people have – some people have capacity for that, mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I know – um Fran, my friend Fran, uh-huh. her next-door neighbor, her, you know, her she's a stay-at-home mom and she, uh-huh. on Sundays mm-hmm. she goes and takes their little 2-year-old, I think, on a walk in the stroller so that they can do worship together. Oh. The, yeah. the yeah. mom yeah. and dad can yeah. do worship, worship. Right, right. or yeah. whatever they but they're smaller, well, I don't know right. what they do, but yeah. she does that on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that is what people need. need if to... you have 30 yeah. minutes,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it go, doesn't can have to I be take an all day. Your, no. Thing. no, it's thirty to 45 yeah. minutes. Yes, that's it. Yes. So, just and I to think, give those moms at stay at home all day every day a break. Yes. just a small break. Yes. Just, yes, not to be the point person for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: and I think,
2: like, I don't know. To, I
0: think it's for a mom that's staying home. It often can feel like. Well, this is my job. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. and this is how I'm supposed to be. And and when you have a hard day mm-hmm. or days or
1: and weeks, it, yeah. we,
0: whatever, like you aren't weak. Mm-mm. You don't. It's not because you're not good enough or not, you know, doing a good job. It's just hard, mm-hmm. and you don't have vacation days, no. and you don't have.
2: I think you know, honestly, to your point, like that's been the biggest. The biggest challenge in transition is recognizing, like, on the weekends, I don't, like, how do I have a weekend from something that it's just my regular day? And I think that's been such a transition as it's like, well, I'd like to sleep in a little bit or I'd like to, (laughs) I'd like to just not do something for a little while, but it's the same day. And so just, like, trying to figure out, like, how Mm -hmm. to have nice moments of break and, like, when mom can give that to me. It's so refreshing. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And and being, uh, I guess, honest with yourself to go. It's a, yes. Please take my child for thirty minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not it's because okay. I'm a bad mom. Uh-huh. Not yeah. because I have mm-hmm. issues, but just because.
2: Yeah. I, I need thirty, I, I need 30 uh-huh. minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And
0: and receiving that. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, would you? Do you have anything to add to what your mom has said that's been helpful to you?
2: No, but just to reaffirm, like when. There were a lot of people, I think, when we were moving from one to two. I feel like this is something that people say all the time. And they're trying to be helpful in their own way. But it's just like, wow, one to two is a big transition. It's really hard. Like, it's a really hard transition from one to two. And my mom was somebody that every time, because I would come and I'd be like, Mom, I'm freaking out. Like, I just was at somebody's house that had a baby. And they have a two-year-old. And, like, it looked crazy. And it looked scary. And, like, what am I doing? Yes. And every time I come to her with something like that, she just says, Susan, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. It really is fine. And like being able to know that I can trust her saying that because she went through it. I mean, she did it. And so her saying like, this is hard, but it's fine. You're going to be fine. It's really okay. I I do
0: think. Any, I don't know what the threshold is of, like, people that have, <laughs> yeah. like, eight kids are
1: like, I know. oh, it like gets
0: easier. I'm like, yeah. oh, really? Because I do Ow. think zero yeah. to one is hard. I think uh-huh. one to two is hard. I think two to three. Like, yeah. was one – you have three. So would you say one jump was more difficult than the other?
1: I think one to two is the hardest. I really, really? do. I really do. The third one, you just – go with the flow i mean they have to go with the flow because they, have they no do choice. go with the flow yeah you know, they have no choice yeah <laughs> so yeah i think the one to two is the biggest jump yeah so yeah um so. okay
0: <laughs> if you could go back to your you know su- being susan's age or in uh-huh. susan's season uh-huh. what do you wish you could
1: tell yourself um, I was pretty uptight and I was like, OK, before we leave this house, everyone has to look good. Everybody mm-hmm. has to have a smile on their face, you know, a bow in their hair, dress perfectly. Yeah, you don't have to do that. And I, yeah. I, I, I really think I was I was pretty hard on myself. Yeah. And just, but just take a deep breath it, and go with the process. Mm-hmm. You've researched it like Susan's potty training now. She will not go to first grade unpotty potty trained. I promise Thank you, you. I, you know, exactly. If you're giving up a pacifier They will not go to first grade with the pacifier, you know. So just take a deep breath and don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself a break. You know, everything does not have to be perfect. Your house don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Your kids don't have to be perfect. So, and the other thing I would say is parent the child that you have not what you want them to be, hmm. but give them an opportunity to be who they want to be mm-hmm. and who you, you can guide them. You can give them suggestions, but if that just isn't in their DNA, they, they'll, they you'll see it. And so parent the way you want that, that, who that child wants to be. Right. And not who you want that child to be. Right. So does so, that make sense? Yeah.
0: So like an example of that would be you want your kid to be musically talented and so <laughs> yeah, yeah you you put them in piano lessons right and,
1: right yeah. and if they don't if they don't like it I mean don't we would never let them quit would they would always have to right. finish out the year and then we right. would reevaluate right and then at the end of that year if they if they hated piano lessons and it was a I mean then okay you know it's okay it's okay but don't let them quit you know but for in an instance I I was not musical my father was extremely musical so yes. when Susan started the whole singing thing I thought what is going on <laughs> I know nothing about this Yes so but that's who she was and that's who she wanted to be right. and so I researched it and found a voice teacher and found a teacher that would help her with develop, that, that. develop that Yes even so, though it wasn't something that you were necessarily gifted in. No not gifted yes. in at all and getting up in front of people just makes me go crazy. Whereas she loves that. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> so You're perfectly comfortable. I, had, in that. To, I yeah. had
1: to be okay with that. Yeah. And, that, and let Susan be Susan, and and parent that way. Right. So. Right. Give myself some grace. That I don't know what this is, but I'm going to help her figure out what it is. Yes. So that some of it is kind of can pull out some insecurities in
0: you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. And this is yeah. Right. I also think being around you, I've – it's helped me kind of chill out on some things, too. Mm -hmm. Like, like I think when my boys are, like, whining about something, pitching a fit about something.
1: It's okay. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: I never feel like you're, like – Wow, Ivy does not have her reaction. You're no. like, they do that. <laughs> they do. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, uh-huh. really? Yeah. I, I, just, yeah. I specifically yeah. remember one of those seasons where I was like, he doesn't stop whining. Like, it's just, I don't know. And you're like, he, he'll,
1: it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And give yourself grace. And he will get over it. I yes. mean, he, it will pass. Yes. So, but and don't beat yourself up as a parent thinking he's going to whine for the rest of his life. That's the thing. Because he's not. And I'm, I am not yep. doing a good job parenting because of this. And right.
0: that falls into, I feel like so many things: potty mm-hmm. training, pacifiers, blah blah. blah. blah, blah on oh, school. Yes. You it, it just yes
1: that we make it, it can feel so big in the moment. In the moment, it feels like a very big thing. But having looked back. It it will pass and it's yes. it's not a huge thing. Yes. But in the moment it is a huge and thing. Yes. So And you can look back and go,
0: I wish I hadn't dwelled on that. Yeah.
1: And I wish I hadn't thought I had to be perfect in every aspect. Yes. Because you're not. We're all human. Yes. And so
0: Okay. What great things did you experience by being home with your kids? And I, it's hard because this is the only thing you've. It, it's not like you have anything to compare it to necessarily. Right. right.
1: But But when you look back, you're like, "What? Am, I'm
0: thankful for this that I got to." You I'm know. thankful
1: that I was there for every stage. You know. Yeah. For every, I saw everything. Not that you don't if you go to work, but I was there for every stage of of every development, and I, I mean, I was there. And yes. so, and then as they got older. Our house was a place where their friends could come and feel comfortable, so I knew their friends, mm-hmm. and I mostly knew their friends' pa- their friends' parents, right. so we had a, a, you know, a community group that way right. as well, so, and I always wanted our house to be someplace that, you know, kids loved to come, and they felt comfortable there, so I was always here, mm-hmm. and so, and there was always food in the pantry, and people could eat, they could not eat, whatever, so, right. And not that you, you don't do that when you're working, but right. lots of times when you're on their way home from school, can we come over? Of course you can. I'm here. So, yes. yeah. Yes. So.
0: And just having a little bit more capacity to meet parents and mm-hmm. meet that do right. that kind of thing. Right. What about you? What are you enjoying
2: right now? You kind of talked about a little bit about it. Yeah. Like, I I just remember when I was working, like... And I knew this wasn't true, but sometimes it felt like, okay, well, everybody else is like doing the hard work of raising Amelia besides for me. Mm. Because I'm here... I mean, I was with her five days a week, but, you know, it was like, okay, well, I'd get home from work and it would be like just marathon to get into bed. And then on the weekends, it's like, well, I want to do fun things with her because I didn't see her all week. Or like, this is... Like, Miles is home and so we want to do fun things together as a family. and, And so, like, I... I always felt a little bit like, well, but man, everybody else really gets to be Amelia's mom mm-hmm. because I'm not really with her all the time. And that wasn't true. Like I it wasn't. But now it's like, no, I I really I really am here for all of the seconds. Right. And like and I know that if she's struggling in one area, it's not because she's having inconsistencies. It's because this is something that we need to work on if right. that makes sense so like being able to be there for all the stages and see all of the development and and all the fun things that she gets to do um and be I get to be a part of whereas like a lot of times I used to miss out on going to story time or miss out yes. going to do the fun things which I'm so glad that she has those memories with all of her grandmothers, but I'm all also, of her. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. All of her grandmothers. She is one really yeah. loved, loved uh-huh. child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm so thankful that she had all those memories. But I'm also thankful that now I get to be a part of yeah. them yeah. more. Yeah. And, like if we in the future get to go and do things again, like it will be Amelia and my mom and me. Yeah. You know, like I like we get to do it together. Yes. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I love that.
1: How back, you know, how did you make friends? Um, I, it's different than Corona time now. I would have play dates, Mm -hmm. you know, and we would go to um, a friend's house and you know we and I would I would make those friends through a bible study I got Mm -hmm. involved in a bible study through church yeah I was very thankful for church you know because we could go to mission friends or Mm -hmm. whatever they had but you know they had like a women's bible study right would go and make friends there so I would get involved in things and as they got older I got involved in their schools and their PTA made friends that way yeah um so church and and you know friends from bible studies and then as they got older just got super involved in all their school activities yeah.
0: i mean do you how do you feel like do you feel like there's been a gap in since staying home having relationship like adult relationship? yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yeah and it's it's well
1: a, with the it's, caveat it's, of we are right. in a weird time we're, right in we
0: Weird time right now um,
1: yes
2: as an extrovert it's really weird because like i like a mom has said the comment to me before she's like, "Well, I I could just hole up in my house, Susan, for like 3 days and I'd probably be fine." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think you recognize now that that totally is true because of <laughs> coronavirus, so we're both going crazy. Yeah. But like yeah. I um yeah, as an extrovert, it's like I had planned all these all these touch points with adults. And so like figuring out how to continue to have touch points with adults. And I think a big part of that is like communicating to your spouse or whoever you're parenting yeah. with that like, that is something that I need outside of yes. just who I'm with all the time. Because like, because my without recognizing it one way or the other, I mean, and I've told him, so now he does, but like miles is on phone calls with adults all day long. Mm-hmm. And so like, he is having touch points with adults. And so at the end of the day, when it's like, I just need to talk to an adult and I need to not have kids talking to me yes. right now. Like, that's a real need as opposed to when I was working, like I didn't, I took that for granted a little uh-huh. bit. And so now being home, it's like I have to actively and intentionally seek out those adult conversations throughout my day, whether or not that's like FaceTiming my mom and she can like also FaceTime with Amelia. Because yes. That's great. Yes. Um, or like FaceTiming my brother or FaceTiming my sister or we do front yard play dates so like i'm real comfortable sweating now at this point yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're like i don't care i have an adult conversation That's right. yeah yes. so um you have to be more intentional about it because there aren't adults just coming into your life you have to go and seek them out
0: right i think when you work outside of the home mm-hmm. you're typically stimulating your brain in yeah. a certain way yeah. with with adults when you're in the home with little kids mm-hmm. like very hard. Your brain—it's like <laughs> yeah. uh, like the things you're watching on TV right. are like you know.
2: See Moana lo- a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah.
0: What are some ways that you've stimulated your brain over the years? And now you have a lot because you have adult children <laughs> <but> when, <laughs> they <were> little, <laughs> when they were little. When they were little
1: just made time to talk to other adults, right? You know, whether it's about our parenting or about what's going on in the world. We right. tried, I remember specifically, I'd have a play date when they were two and four, you know, in zero, we would not talk about our kids. We're going to talk yes. about what's going on in the world, yes. <laughs> what's going on in your husband's job, what's going on in, you know, in, but, in but the not neighborhood. But not the potty training going, not, right, not yeah, a, yeah, We're yeah, not going to talk about yeah. kids today. Yes. We are just not. That's so good. Yeah. So we talk about what's going on in the neighborhood and or something besides kids. Yes. So and then I, of course, I did a Bible study. And so and that really made me think, you know, outside of my little bubble of yes. the three kids, you know, so, yeah. and then when they got older, I, you know, I took on big projects at their schools, because I wanted to be able to organize and think about that. And uh-huh. how would I do this? And so. you had capacity to do that. Mm-hmm, I did. So that's, I did take on some big projects while they were in school. Yeah. So, just because that was an outlet for me to organize and get my feet, you know, out of just the day to day. Right washing cleaning you know what do we have for dinner you know yes. <laughs> so
0: and I feel like Susan for you that would have would be a big shift because your job was very it's about yeah the brain well, well yeah so, <laughs> and then yeah. you're like okay now uh-huh. Moana uh-huh. so yeah yeah what has that been like for you
2: yeah well I mean I I feel like I'm hyper aware of it for that exact reason that you just said like my job beforehand was helping people to enhance their own brain health just mm-hmm. by doing what they're doing throughout the yeah. day. And um, so like, yeah, trying to th- trying to think about how to do that in the day to day and also in a time when we're not really going out and mm-hmm. doing the things that we usually do. Um, I don't have a good answer about <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like, I guess challenging myself. So I mean, one of the things that I really have always enjoyed doing. I really like cooking. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked yes. doing that. And that was something that like I used to have the luxury of like creating like really big meals on a Tuesday night, like after I stopped at the grocery store on my way home from work and then we're eating at nine. Like, yeah. that, like that was something I used to be able to do. And so now I think like one of the ways that I know that I'm trying to stimulate my brain um, is I do these ridiculous like month in advance meal plans because I want to like have good food that I want to eat because that's a release for me and it's a break, um, honestly, in some ways from from the kids because like I'm like, Miles, I'm cooking. You have to take this. (laughs) on Um, you. Yeah, and so, but also like recognizing that like I can't cook for three hours. Yeah. This ridiculous thing. And so like like, trying to do the problem solving and of – all of that of yeah. like, how do I, how do I meal plan? And how do I make these fun meals? And like, how do I know that like on Thursday I really want to eat something fun. I don't really want chicken spaghetti, you know, yeah. like what, like what do I want that will make things fun and feel, feel different than the day before? Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just things like that. And so you're I'm maybe like, like, like operating hard, on a yeah. budget too with your, yes. with your meals. Right, right. So
0: how would you spend time with God? Like, what did your, what did your prayer life look like? And what did your, cause it's, it's just hard to it's find time. When and I can
1: remember in a Bible study that I was in, they said, you know, you do, you do not have to sit down with the Bible and it'd be completely quiet. So lots of times while you're ironing, I would uh-huh. just pray while yeah. I was in the shower a lot. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then after everyone's gone to bed, Tom and I would talk about the day and how can I pray for you tomorrow? Aww. And, yeah. you know. Just little things like that. So it it was not a sit down, quiet, it was it was pretty much on the go. Yeah. Especially when they were little. Now yeah. once they went to school, I could, you know, get a little bit have a have a little bit more time to myself. Right. But when they're little, there is not a lot of time for no. that. And so, you did BSF when they were little, right? Um Susan I started when Susan was four. And that was one of the things that, you know, I would go through really quickly. The homework and stuff? The homework, yes. Where other people have like all the time. All day. (laughs) All day to do it. And I didn't have all day. You did what mm -hmm, you could. What I could. And that's great. And that was okay. Yeah. And I... Yeah. I just remember one of my, one of my Bible study leaders, I don't know if it was in BSF or not, but one of my Bible studies led you know what? Just talk to God while you're ironing or talk to God while you're in the shower, you know? No. And it's okay.
0: It's a it's, total shift when you have a ba- when you're somebody that's used to spending time, time with God, God and it being quiet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do my, I wake up and have my coffee Let's and pray. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and no yeah, more. no and, more. And inevitably, mm-hmm. I would like, I, you know, Warren's waking up at 6 a.m. these days. I'm going to set my alarm for 5:30. Yeah. yeah. He wakes up at 5:30. <laughs> right. Like uh-huh. yeah. or I mean it's just it's like and so I I kind of had to just get over like mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. just it, yeah. it's just going to have to be crazy. Right. Right. You know. Right. And even now mm-hmm. I I would when I was going into an office and working, I would wait till <laughs> I got to the office and like yeah. spend the first 20 minutes or whatever uh-huh. mm-hmm. in my quiet, you know. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm home with my kids. I don't have that space anymore. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. and so I just, I just read the Bible with them there, and yeah.
1: and it's okay. It's okay. It's
0: okay. Am I able to focus as much? Probably not. But there's value in that.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's you know, that still small voice that'll speak to you while you are in the shower. While well, you are going to the restroom. Yes. You know, he yes. still does talk to you. Yes. It's just in a different way. It's not or, while you're quiet. Or but, through your kids. Or through, yeah. your, exactly. Or through a friend that you met. Yeah. You know, you just said hi to him as you were walking past him with the stroller. Yes. You know, you realized right. something. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I left this conversation being reminded that we as parents need people to support us on this journey. And whether it's a parent or in-laws or neighbors or friends or whoever, we just need people to step in and support us. And we need to let people do that. I think one of the reasons God gives us other people, gives us community, is because He knows that we as parents need others as we journey through just what it's like to be a parent. It's hard. My mom died before I had my boys, and we had this very real conversation a few weeks before she passed away about how it made her sad just thinking that she would not meet my children. And it made her sad to think she wouldn't be able to help me as a mom. And at the time, I didn't have the experience you know, or, or the perspective to really know why that was a big deal. And I remember kind of responding with, Mom, we're going to be okay. But it was five years later that I held my new baby, Warren, that I got it. And I'm sure you've been through grief in some way, shape, or form. And this idea that grief comes in stages is such a real thing. And at that time, when I held my tiny baby boy and I was a new mom, grief bubbled up all over again. And I remember, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would call it a prayer, I don't know, but I just remember kind of thinking, okay, God, I am going to do this without my mom. And it felt like everybody else seemed to have their moms for this season. And and I was kind of like, I have to do this all alone. I kind of have seen God's response to that. Because his response is, yes, Ivy, you you are going to do this without your mom. But but I have a plan. And God has brought generous people in to love me and my boys pretty close to the way my mom would have. I mean, not exact, no one can replace my mom, but pretty close. We are not lacking in feeling loved and supported. I'll put it that way. And Shell is one of those generous people that that early on said, hey, Ivy, can I spend time with your son? And I said, yes. And you know what that means is she hasn't always seen me at my prettiest or <laughs> my you know most proud moments. She's seen me at some low moments and and in the middle of some struggles and and honestly she hasn't always seen my children at their best either. But she has stepped in the gap to help me through those moments where I feel like I might be <laughs> losing my mind. Do you know those times? And I say all that because if you are in that season right now of feeling overwhelmed and feeling alone, I've been there. I get it. Now, I don't, I don't get it like I know everything that's going on in your world. I don't. I, I, can't, I couldn't possibly do that. But I get it. And I don't want you to feel alone. You are not alone. And what you are going through is, in fact, Hard, And I know this sounds weird because this is a podcast and I don't know where or how you're listening to this or whatever, but if you are someone that just feels alone, like I have no one to help me, I am drowning here. I am asking you just send me an email, really reach out. I'll say my, my email address at the end of this. I'm connected with a community of incredible people that would love to step in and walk with you on your journey of being a parent. I'd love to talk with you. If you have any questions or just want more tips for parents, let me know at ilassiter at See you next time on the Four Parents Podcast.